0: And we are back with the Cactus Hugs Podcast. I'm Nathan.
1: Uh, I'm Joe with the Messed Up Mustard Bottle. And I'm (laughs)
2: Mephibosheth. I'm just kidding. My name's Lester. Uh, If you guys are watching the live podcast, um, or the live stream of the podcast, we just went into the story of Mephibosheth. And I found that to be probably one of the coolest names ever, as an aside to our morality conversation.
0: But before we get into that story, we want to wrap up. Um, that great question that we have, does morality come from God or uh, does it come from something else? Now, uh, I think the best way to wrap this up is to, um, to understand uh, you know, how, how to uh, stop justifying our immorality. Our, our wrongdoings, our shortcomings, however you want to call it. See, it doesn't matter if you are uh, Christian or non-Christian. I have noticed, and I have done it too, everyone has, people will always justify them doing wrong. Well, you know, I'm not that bad of a person, you know, and that can be quite dangerous. I mean, you have people in history that have harmed other people and justified it and got other people to justify it, and they went on the bandwagon and people died over it, like Stalin, Mao, Hitler, countless others. So we need to address that. And it doesn't matter, like I said, if you're a Christian. That needs to be addressed. How do we... um, stop that how do we stop from saying you know I did say a lie but it was a white lie you know how Ooh, do we pick me. start
2: pick me I got, I got an answer pick me coach go ahead okay so I, I think a great way to answer this question in uh, fun, the it, and Joe's good. gonna lead me into it too he, he already he looked me in the eye and he goes I know what Lester's gonna say before he even says it and I actually probably was gonna get there and I, I like that you're, you brought it up. And uh, it's because we had a, a communication meeting at work together, and I brought it up with, with the chain of command, and that's ownership. I think the way you stop people, whether they're Christian or otherwise, from justifying their bad deeds is finding the people that in the first place care that they're actually doing a bad deed and they care to own the fact that they did a bad deed. They care to actually want to get better from their bad doing. Personally, I take ownership for the bad things that I do. I know I've done bad things in my life and it is it is a, a, it's a it's a goal of mine. For no other purpose than to be a good human being, because I have empathy for those that I live with and those in society, to be a better person.
0: And that's, that's a big step. That's it's, one of the well, biggest steps that a person can do is to stand there and say, no, it was me. It was no one else's fault. I should have not reacted that way. I, mm-hmm. I should not have done that. There's, I know better.
2: I was raised better. There's a lot of people out there that don't care. They don't care that they hurt your feelings. Some people take joy in hurting other people's feelings. So those kinds of people... Um, Are comedians. No, I wouldn't call them comedians. <laughs> uh, they they don't care uh, who they hurt. They, they don't care... Uh, whether it's a lie, whether it's a hit and run, whether it's, uh, you know, stepping on your head to push myself above you. They don't care. And unfortunately, there's a lot of those people in our society. Um, And I'm not really sure I have an answer for how we stop those people from doing it, other than making certain that anybody that does care isn't afraid to socially ostracize someone from wrongdoing:
1: uh, Well, socially ostracizing that's a, that's a good way to start is to not only take ownership for yourself but not, not let someone uh, not take ownership for themselves and there's um, exactly there's something called extreme accountability and what extreme accountability is is you find a way to make yourself accountable for whatever happened. What part of the problem were you there's a there's a man at church his name's j.r. And Jr. always says, what part of the problem are you? And no matter what problem comes about in your life, your work life, or you know, even driving home, what part of that problem were you? What part of that problem could you have prevented yourself? And how we combat that, and it's going to take a little while, but how we combat that is, is we educate parents to educate their children. Now, I know that's a difficult thing to do, but uh, with my children right now, my six-year-old's still learning. He's the one that tries to blame everything on everybody else, including the dog, who was in a cage, so there's no (laughs) possible way he did it. But uh, my older two know that if you did it, own it, because you'll be in a lot less trouble if you do own it. Now, they don't regularly uh, pass the buck on to one another. They regularly own their own things, because they know that they'll be in a lot more trouble if they don't. If you take personal inventory of who you are and what you can make better every day, then that extreme accountability and that what part of the problem are you and that ownership will happen because you will not like what is in your personal inventory. And the things you don't like, smooth them out. I would agree with that. Yeah. Thank you, sir.
2: Entirely. that's It's a, a good worldview.
0: Exactly.
2: So we can agree on a method... Although we differ in our worldviews on how to be accountable for the things that we do yeah, that where, are wrong, where,
0: where you go from there, you well, know, and that's you, the you thing. got you got to start somewhere. And if everyone can agree to where you start, I think we're on a pretty good path there. But where 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 you go, um, you know, like I said, from there is, is is where the debate comes in.
1: Well, I think that the whole point of this podcast is not just to. Uh, reach people to Jesus. That's what, that's what Nathan and I do. You know, but to have the diversity of thought, to find middle ground, and and to let people understand that a theist and an agnostic atheist can can agree and be friends, even though the the world view, the world view is wildly different. There is a middle ground. There is a place where we can come and say, Listen, this is what makes sense for society. This is what makes sense for the neighborhood. This is what makes sense for the country and and not have to fight argue and go burn somebody's house down.
2: Some people would do that. That's that's what and, I'm saying. And then they would justify it whichever way they had to do their mental gymnastics, which is not a good thing.
1: That's right.
2: But but it's 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 nice to have a a friend like you, Joe. It really is. Cuz like a younger me would be like, I'm
1: friends with that guy?
2: No. <laughs> no way. But you 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 truly are a good dude. Um I think at your core although we derive our morals from a different place, you care about being moral and that is a common thread amongst us that takes us further.
0: And 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 that's okay guys. I'm here too and you know
2: it is my podcast but, <laughs> you know, I know you love me. Now Nate, <laughs> yeah, go on. What's up? Yeah? I think <laughs> yeah. Nate and I uh if if you look at us are uh yeah, We're not so much a dichotomous juxtaposition as me and Joe here. Me and you, Nate, I think um, we we have a lot more probably common thread than maybe me and Joe. Joe is... Uh, You're going to
0: make me cry. Anybody? <laughs> oh, here I'm, go. Gl- I'm glad
2: to have both of you as my friend.
0: Oh, man, my, mas- my mascara.
2: It's going to run. Here, somebody give him a tissue. It, it burns. Uh, I will not. <laughs> so... I could kiss you. We're... Do it. Okay, this is where I'm leaving the podcast. It's <laughs> no, getting weird. No, no, keep, no. On. <laughs> keep on complimenting me, please. The point, the point that I'm trying to make is this. Um, al- although we, we, we come to our morals maybe from a different tool, and I disagree with the tool you're using to drive your morality, we both care to be moral. And there are people that won't care to be moral like I'm moral or like you're moral, and they're just going out there being immoral, having a ball. Being reckless, and they're they're anarchists that wouldn't mind watching the world burn. I don't like those kinds of people. I don't think you would either. Now, where where we would find the greatest division, I think, is when we start nitpicking where we each get our morals, and in each individual uh, issue, whether or not what what action on that issue would be the moral action. Um, and I think w- we might address it. Uh, later on, when we have a lot more time uh, to to kind of unpack it, but there are things in the Bible that are atrocious. They are immoral. They're terrible.
0: Uh, we that is definitely what we do want to address later into the podcast. Um, well, we're we're not gonna walk away from that.
1: And you know, we'll we'll get there. But um, I also agree that uh, Nathan and I have a. A much more common thread as far as our our thought process goes than than you and I do but the thing that um and, aside, and, and,
0: and we don't mind that you're wrong Lester
1: it's it's okay. The, See
2: uh, and that's why we can be friends cuz I don't mind that you're wrong either. I mean of, it, it it bothers me cuz I don't want you to be wrong. I want you to be right.
1: But aside of um
2: maybe we'll get there through conversation.
1: Our, aside of our common threads um having conversations with you has made me uh, a better debater for people like you. Um, That's good, and it, it it is a good thing. And this is what I'm trying to uh, explain to people: is that when you get into diverse thought, it makes you it makes you better at what you do. It also makes you question uh, what you believe, and it makes you dive into what you believe a lot further. And yeah, with, I, was with,
0: actually, I was actually talking with Dustin, and boy, did he put me through a wallop. Well, <laughs> he, <laughs> with, he was using words that was going over my head. Things like. I concur and indubitably, and he, I was like... He did he not say indubitably. Yeah. <laughs> he said hello, and I didn't understand. I no,
2: Dustin, I, Dustin is a, a whole other level of, of oh, yeah. debate because he's just so ed- educated in formal argument.
1: I think uh, that without the diversity of thought, uh, even in your worldview or my worldview, we don't grow if we surround ourselves with people that agree with us, there's nothing for us to dig out. And if we surround ourselves with people that disagree with us, then we just get beat down. So I think, uh, in in my opinion, I believe that we should surround ourselves with good people mm-hmm. who think differently than we do and, and not to ha- surround ourselves with people that, that want to just argue and, and fight and carry on. And the reason that Lester's my friend is because when we, when we first met... Um, he already knew where I stood. I wear it. I'm asleep. And, uh, he still came over to talk with me. He still came over to, um, to debate with me, if you will. And, and, um, even and when and, and
0: he's not and he's not spiteful with it either. He actually, when mm, he debates no. you, he genuinely wants to know where you're coming from. That, that absolutely. that's that's.
2: I mean, if you're a proper agnostic atheist, there there actually
0: goes both ways. That can Christians can debate spitefully, and non Christians you
2: debate you can be spitefully. a you can be an agnostic theist. And where um, but the, if you if you're going to say you're agnostic, which means you cannot possess the knowledge of whether or not God is real then you have to be open to talking to someone that claims they do, which would be me speaking with Joe. And every time he spoke, uh, and every time I asked him something, I wanted a genuine answer. Tell me, what does the book say? What do you think? If you had to, to explain to me what God would do in this situation or want me to do, what is it? I want to know, and genuinely.
1: That's what sets Lester apart from uh, most of the people that has his worldview. Um, is that he'll genuinely want to know what's in your head. He'll genuinely want to know uh, where your worldview is, where you stand. And at work, yeah, we try to squeeze in as much as we possibly can, <laughs> and it's difficult. But when we get time to sit down and, and have a give and take, Lester and I have done this outside of here at places we didn't want to be. So we just <laughs> dove into our own conversations, and uh, it, that made it a good time for me. So uh, Lester, Lester's a good dude. I'm glad to have him as my friend. I'm glad to have Nate as my friend. And uh, and like I said, as far as I'm concerned, the only difference between the two of you is that I have more common thread with Nathan's worldview than I do you. But I don't view you any differently, and that's the way America needs to start to sit down and have conversations.
2: The world, yeah. not just America. I
0: mean, e- and even then, I mean, Joe and I even don't always agree on everything you know and like i said joe that's okay that you're wrong
1: that's fine i don't so mind he, that you're wrong either it's okay <laughs> i have no idea what
0: you're talking about there joe but i'll try to teach you i, I you
2: know uh um, you have to be you have to be okay with with other people not sharing the same view as you and you have to some people uh and i'll apologize on behalf of any atheist that you might run into Not that it's my job to apologize for them or they represent me at all. It's simply just another human being that shares um, a disbelief in God. But because you're my friend and I don't want to hear of anything bad happening to you, I'll apologize on their behalf because sometimes those people will approach you with hate and they don't care. And they just, they know you're wrong and they don't want to hear what you have to say and they don't care about being gentle because they dehumanized you from the start. And they forgot that we're all still human beings and it doesn't matter.
0: And and that does go both ways. It does. does. I mean, there are are terrible atheist people and there are terrible Christian people. And that's sad.
1: Because,
0: you know, both Joe and I have a deep belief that, okay, if you actually believe in Jesus Christ and you know of him, why aren't you living that type of life? I mean, when I work, I can't get away with anything when Joe's around.
2: <laughs> and I've tried. But he
0: comes over and pointed out the sky saying, Nathan, you know better.
2: you got to watch that mill mouth, yeah, Nathan. Yeah, whoa, whoa, Nathan. What are, you,
0: what are you saying over there? You say you know Jesus Christ. Why aren't you acting like it? And we, as Christians, we hold ourselves to Uh, that high standard and then we hold other Christians to that high standard there's an accountability to that
1: I actually have a story about an individual who didn't believe in God and and he said it to me as a jab but um it really made me look at myself because there's an issue at work and you remember Tony uh sometimes Tony Drennan yeah okay well sometimes he can get hot
2: Oh, and, I found that what, out the hard way right before he he left.
1: One night he got hot, and I got hot, and I said some things to him. And I didn't say any cuss words or nothing, but I said some things to him. And he looked right back at me, and he said, Is that how a preacher acts? Oh, yeah. And I walked away from him, and I went back to to do the tooling, you know, and I started to to think real hard, you know. And this is where the ownership comes in, right? You say right. you believe what you believe, right? So. I was sitting back there, and I was thinking, man, and, and that small, still voice was like, so, is that how Preacher Acts?" <laughs> and I, I sat down, and, yep. you know, I had a,
0: I, I threw a wrench. There's your, a, there's your conscience how going, hey. How dare he
1: be
2: right? I had a hey, conversation <laughs>
1: uh, with God, and then I went over to Tony, and I said, Tony, uh, I would first like to apologize, and I'd like to ask for your forgiveness, and whether you give that to me or not, makes no matter. Uh, I just want you to know that that is not... How a preacher acts, and I will do the best I possibly can to be better. So sometimes your accountability doesn't even come from somebody that's that's a Christian. Sometimes it comes from outside that, and you have to be ready. How
2: easy was that?
1: It, it was terribly difficult. Uh, it's it, terribly right? Difficult. It's so yeah, hard to admit when you're wrong. The man there,
2: it, it's hard enough for you to look introspectively after you know you did something wrong. and Go. Is that how a preacher acts? And you st- your conscience is wearing on you you start thinking about it. It's hard enough to admit it to yourself. But then to actually make the action of walking up to that person and making it right. Ooh.
1: Yeah, and, and, you know, that's, that's the thing that, that we have to do as Christians, you know. I, I mean, mean, even
0: Joe was uh, saying as he was watching this live stream, he was like, wow, I, I do kind of look a little aggressive. Maybe I should work on that. And uh, that's actually, I think this live stream is actually even going to make us, mm-hmm. and, and including you, Lester, just
2: better people. Do you want, well? I mean, that's that's why I'm here. Hopefully, mean, hopefully, 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 it, hopefully, I mean, it better's me. Goal? It better's you, and it better's anybody watching. Absolutely. Like that's why I'm, you know, it's like why is this atheist guy on this Christian podcast? Well, I think we all understand that there's value in this of helping people be better people. Absolutely, and that's that's what what else do you need? Right, for a reason. But hang on, I want to say real quick the story of when I met this guy, talking about looking aggressive. The first words ever spoken to me by Joseph Lyons. He walks up. I'm brand new in the company, and I'm about to climb up on top of this press and assembly to replace a hydraulic motor. I got my cart wheeled out, or my toolbox wheeled out there. He walks up. He's wearing this this ratty old, old tank top, white tank top, just can... arms hanging out. He's sleeveless, right, like the old wife beater style, and he just... It's all holy, and he's looking at me like Joe looks. He's just giving me them crazy eyes. He's got them wild eyes, right? All that. And, and it's like, I don't know this guy, and I'm already kind of off-put because I'm in a new facility. I don't know anybody. I'm all I, by myself, I right? I better
0: start learning jujitsu or he,
2: something. He, right. He, look, he looks down at my toolbox. He looks at me. He goes, can I have your tools? <laughs> 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 and I'm thinking to myself...
0: I can't
2: say no. <laughs> I have to come up with something real quick. I ain't afraid of him. Like, bro, I'll I'll throw down right here. If you really want me to lose my job day one, let's do it. I don't care. You know, I'm not really afraid of people or anybody trying to be a tough guy. And I don't think he was, but he, he definitely – I felt like he was testing my waters. Like, oh, this is a new guy. I'm going to go test him a little. Can I have your tools? And I look at him. I go – that's the first thing I could think of, too. I wish I could have said something more John Wayne or something. I just go – you can get that lock unlocked. Them tools are yours. How about that? <laughs> and he has a good laugh. He goes, "All right, I'll see you around."
1: Well, um, one, I'm, I'm aware of how I look, and um, the 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 thing that drove it home for me one day was that I was talking to this lady about coming to church, and she was a she was an addict, and um, I told her I was a preacher, and she said, "Son, you more you look more like a prisoner than a preacher." <laughs> And I was like, well, well, thanks for that, I guess. What
2: what do you do with that? Why didn't you just slap me? It would have been easier. Okay, so
0: so guys, uh, we've got to wrap this up, but uh, go ahead, Joe. What's your closing statement, man?
1: Uh, My closing statement is a lot like the opening statement. I believe that all morality comes from God. Uh, I believe without God, we would would have no uh, moral compass to judge what is right and what is wrong. Uh, I do not... uh, want to force anybody into my way of thinking I would rather they they picked up the book read the book and made their own decisions uh I am extremely grateful uh to be a part of this podcast and uh to be a part of of some real different in-depth conversations uh with folks that disagree with me
2: um we we touched on it already a little bit that it it's a good thing Although we disagree that there is a common thread of wanting to be a better person and caring about what is moral, um, I think it gets dangerous when you're deriving your your morality from a flawed tool like the Bible because there are things in there, although a lot align with what I would consider moral, I don't think everything in there is. Um, But as long as you care to be a better person the next day, we're on the right track.
0: I can agree with that. I just want to say that um, you know the, the, the definition of good uh, between man's standard is different from God's standard, um, and that's according to the Ten Commandments. We can really go, uh, the, the Ten Commandments to me is the best starting point. And the law, God's law, is made for two things. One to obey, and then the other one to show you that you can't hold God's law. And that points you to, okay, I need a substitute, I need a savior. And Jesus Christ came, lived that life of an unbroken law, and he sacrificed. And all you have to do is believe in Jesus Christ, and you will be saved. All right, guys. Uh, We're going to go ahead and wrap this up. See you later.
1: One more thing. Uh, For those of you out there that don't have a home church, there is a Facebook page. It's uh, New Covenant Lighthouse Ministries. We stream live uh, every one of our sermons. So uh, it's on Facebook. Go check it out.
0: Yeah, I've actually been there. They're uh, nothing but good people and a great old pastor over there. All right. See you later.